Hello, Coven. Hello. Welcome. Happy. We're so happy to have you with us another week. Capitalism Day. <laughs> yeah, today is Black Friday in this foul year of our Lord, 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've survived another week where yeah. we can see the finish line of 2020. Yes, it's exciting. Uh, Very exciting. I am Emily of Kitty with a Cupcake, and you are? I'm Lauren of Valkyrie Fibers. Hooray! Together, we are Fiber Coven. We are. But I think you already know that. I feel like you probably do. If you don't, though, that's who we are. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. My little familiar just gave a small pathetic mew of agreement. Oh. You drinking yes. some tea over there? I am. Just my British breakfast tea. It's We're recording a little earlier than usual, so it's my you know, breakfast We are. Time. I still actually have uh, cold coffee. It's a couple hours old now, but I am. I'm not above drinking it. I have my cute Enchanted Tiki Room Aww. alphabet mug. Very nice. Yes. So we do have a little bit of news this week. We're running a knit along for your newest pattern. Yeah. So it's the Wicked Enchantress along. And uh, we are running a knit along where you can knit the Wicked Enchantress pattern or its sister pattern, Foul Temptress, uh, now through the end of the year. Uh, and it's a very quick knit. They're both very quick knits. So you could honestly get multiple done in that time. It's very fast. And it's a great gift knit because it's so quick. The Inch- uh, Wicked Enchantress pattern uses uh, worsted to Aran weight. And the Foul Temptress pattern uses fingering to sport weight. So, And you could pretty much nice. DK with either of them if you mixed up your needle size and it would be okay. And that all is said in the pattern. Bonus, Wicked Enchantress is on sale now uh, through December 2nd, I think I said. Uh, So yeah, if you're watching or listening to this, it's still on sale. So go grab it for 20% off. Save some monies. Yay. And you can find Emily's patterns on both Ravelry and Payhip. And both of those are linked in her Instagram. Yes. And in our show notes. Hooray. And Um, in our show notes. Yeah. So I'll have some fun prizes for people who enter and you can enter either in, I have a thread in my Kitty with a Cupcake Ravelry, which we'll link in the show notes here. Post an FO in there, or you can use the hashtag Wicked Enchantress along to enter. Very nice. I'll draw from both places. I have fun prizes. I have a charm from Woolen Forest that's really cute. I have candles. I have all sorts of good stuff. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. Neato. So let's let's just keep forging ahead. Did you finish anything this week? I did finish something just last night. (gasps) I think I know what it is. Yes, what it is. It socks. It socks. They're gorgeous. Thank you. So these are going to be a Christmas present for my father-in-law. So they are size 14 men's socks. They're very large. On my large sock blockers here. And they were knit in Knit Picks Felici in Chickadee, which is like kind of this cute mint chocolate chip almost looking stripe sequence. It it really does like look like mint chocolate chip. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like them. And they're just vanilla socks. I have woven in the ends on one of them, like late last night right before we went to bed. I woven the ends on one, and I need to weave in the ends on the other, and then they will be all good. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I love it. So my finished object is an, is an odd one. I made some dryer balls. Ooh. So I took a, a 
I've been dying fiber lately and I had an experimental fiber that I think it was the fancy Merino, but I wasn't super pleased with how the color turned out and it slightly felt it not so bad that it was unusable, but I just didn't love everything about it. So I saved it and I took some old socks, the hand knit socks that I was no longer super pleased with. They just, I made them before I was good at knitting socks <laughs> Some of them just didn't make me happy anymore, and I wanted to make room in my sock drawer for more. And so I balled up the socks, put some fiber around it, and made these dryer balls. They're cute. Are you doing a blog post on that? I will be doing a blog post on this. I thought next you might. week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to make some dryer balls yourself out of some hand knit socks you no longer love, or just in general. A pair of Chad socks just died officially, his first ever socks from me. So I'm excited you're doing this because I think this is what I'm going to do with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And they're yeah, I like it. I might make some more this weekend depending on how things go. I found another pair of socks. Like I had some socks before I figured out that wool was the best that I had like cotton heels, toes, and cuffs on. I just don't like the feel of cotton. Mm-hmm. Together. Just things I were I didn't find myself wearing or found myself avoiding in my sock drawer. I want to make room for the things I truly do love. And I have these these dryer balls. They're cute. I have a question about them. So I have wool dryer balls that are just like undyed white wool. Do you find that the color comes off of the dyed wool at all? Or yeah, that hasn't been a thing. I would imagine any color that was going to leach out of them would come out when I mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, like if I was just spinning this fiber up, like possibly like some of it did like rub off on my fingers a little bit. But I think the process of washing it aggressively in hot water and then throwing it in the dryer like kind of set thing locked things in. But um yeah, I'm going to see if any of my loved ones need these for for themselves to eliminate the need for dryer balls might make a good holiday gift if you're giving holiday gifts yeah and if you use dryer sheets wool dryer balls i like them better than dryer sheets uh i mean they're better Mm -hmm. for the environment because they are less wasteful but also they i don't know i feel like they do a good job of getting rid of static and stuff yeah yeah i like them and um they make your stuff dry faster Mm-hmm. Yeah, they keep things nice and aerated, tumbled in there. Or if mm-hmm. you're into juggling, you could learn to juggle with them. <laughs> dense. I used to be able to juggle with, not, not really. They're also, if you uh, want to needle felt, they make a good base to needle felt upon. So if you want to make something that is spherical, like an ornament or whatever, uh, you can mm-hmm. needle felt on top of it. They would also be good pin cushions. Ooh, I'll have to put that in my blog post when I write it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, nice, eco-friendly, good way to use up something that would otherwise go to waste, like a pair of socks that are past the point of mending. If I were to mend the socks that of Chad's that recently died, they would be more mending than original sock. Like the ship of Theseus socks. <laughs> what are you working on? Mm, I'm working on this cup of tea right now. I'm well, working that's on a important. couple things. I have a new, what do you want to see first? A new, the new cast on or the thing that I was working on last week? Show me the thing you were working on last week. Okay. So I've been definitely forging ahead with this, the ripple bralette. Ooh, yeah. I'm excited to see this. And I am through the bust dart. I thought that what I needed to do was basically to put a heel in there and I was wrong. That was too I much. I only needed 
yeah, I only needed one line, like half of a heel. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. So it looks truly ridiculously proportioned in its unstretched state, but when I stretch it out, it looks like it will fit the intended recipient. So I have quite a bit of knitting here. It basically just looks like a ton of three by three rib, but I did put in a significant amount. Like you can see the difference between how big the back is. Mm -hmm. The back is like about a little over six inches, but the front is significantly longer and I have a marker to mark the center. Ah, but I think it'll be good. See the shaping even in it kind of draping there. Yeah, you can see the shaping on the side here. I just essentially did the first half of a fish lips kiss heel, and I did it between the center line of the cup and then the side of the, you know, the side points. And you can you can see that in here, that bus shaping. And it looks like it's more than enough when I hold it up. It's like, oh, this is too much fabric. But if I, even if I just stretch it out over my myself, but like if it's stretched out like over the bust, like you can see that it's yeah not excessive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is coming along. I am finishing up the body of this. Soon I'm going to start. There's a little, there's little ribbing across the top of the back that kind of cinches everything in. I'll be starting that soon and then it'll be onto the cups and hopefully I will be able to get this to my friend before Yule. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I've been working on. You get to do lots of I-cord for the straps. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that the the cups will kind of come up a little higher, so it's not going to be a ton of mm-hmm. I-cord, but a little bit. I really like the double-knit I-cord. I do, too. This pattern. That was, like, yeah. I'm a big fan of this design. It's incredibly well thought out. I highly recommend the Ripple Bralette, if mm-hmm. anybody... If anybody's interested, like, even if you don't have boobs, like, it's a fun garment and it's really cleverly made. Are you crossing the back straps or just going on the same side? I haven't decided. I was going to ask my friend when it gets closer to that time, but I still have a fair amount of knitting to do. Cool. Mm -hmm. And do you want to see the other thing? Yes. Uh, I cast on another pair of socks, of course, just because I needed some TV knitting. And I did a second pair, my second pair of kind of festive socks um, for my partner. He likes shorties as well as regular socks. This is the the, the toe for his very square feet. His square toe. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. See, I cast on 60 stitches and went up to 80. There's an increase. I see it. It's just very small. <laughs> it's very small. Um, so I had 50 grams of West Yorkshire spinners in the Fairy Lights colorway, which is a holiday colorway from a year or so ago. And I really like it. It's um, cute. It's really cute. And I think if you didn't use a, a like Christmas or Yule coated contrast, it wouldn't look necessarily holiday colors. Yeah, I think because the blue isn't the blue and the pink are in there that you could get away with it mm-hmm. just being like a oh, winter sock. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun. Um, but it's a green yeah. base with uh, stripes that are vertical striped of pink and whites, and then red and whites, mm-hmm. and then blue and white. Yeah, no, every other stripe is green, and then there's little bits of of different colors with white, and it's it's just like kind of fun little polka dots, and I've got the bright red contrast that I'm going to do for heels, toes, and cuffs. 
I'm thinking that I have 50 grams of this main color, the Fairy Lights colorway. I think I'll get some, some full, some decent shorties out of it. And then for my partner's socks, he likes a little bit of, they are ribbed for his pleasure. I have a little rib that I, I do essentially five rows of, of ribbing from the, like all the way up the foot and then it connects into the rib of the cuff. You're nice. I did one ribbed sock for Chad and then was like, you're only getting vanilla socks for the rest of your life. Enjoy. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just five, five little ribs in the front. I know. No? Okay. Yeah. And that's really all I've been working on. It's been a kind of a busy week. I've actually been doing a lot of bullet journaling lately. Yeah. I saw you were setting up your 2021 bullet journal. I am. I will definitely be making a video about that. Cool. Uh, before, before the year end, just walk everybody through my bujo. Sweet, that'll be awesome. Yeah. What have you been working on this week? Anything you can show us? Nope. Nothing. I have seen the thing you've been working on. That's a secret, and it's really lovely. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have. A little over a week to finish that so that's all i'm you've, doing you've made a lot of progress i am yeah if i if i i am not a monogamous knitter in my regular day-to-day -day happenings but when i do become a monogamous knitter i can get some some biz done yeah i worked on my blanket a little bit but like it doesn't look that different so i didn't grab the whole thing i, d I did a couple mm -hmm. squares while i was editing last week's podcast episode and uh yeah, I just have this, these socks that I worked, I was working on these up until yesterday and then I finished them mm -hmm. and I will start a new pair of socks after I weave in the ends on these, but I haven't started them yet. So I got, I got nothing. Do you have your next pair of socks lined I, up? I do. Yeah. I have the ball here. I'm going to do one of the Regia's that I talked about getting. Nice. Two podcast episodes ago this blue mm -hmm. boring blue and gray and if i get them done in t time for christmas they'll be for my dad mm -hmm. nice. um which i probably will i don't know i might not because actually one of the things i can't talk about after i get done with a bit of it will be uh just stocking it so that might eat any sock time mm-hmm I'm going to be boring yeah. for a while, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll have to up my game. I think... Um, I've bought a bunch of crap, though. So. <laughs> nice. Let's talk about the things you bought. Okay, cool. So uh, I make coffee using a Chemex, which is basically just a larger pour-over. And uh, there are special filters that are like shaped the right way to fit in the thingy. And uh, that's like, the, I like it because that's like the only thing that is special that you need to buy for it. And uh, we don't have like a drip coffee maker. So I do pour over coffee every day because I'm a huge snob uh, and I work from home. So I have time to do that thing. But the company that makes the filters has switched to making masks. So there is a shortage of Chemex filters this is true of a couple paper product things that some companies that make paper products have started making masks, which is great. But because I don't have a drip coffee maker and that's my only way to make coffee aside from doing an individual single pour over for both me and Chad every morning, which is like kind of annoying. Uh, mm -hmm. So I 
found a coffee shop that like just a local coffee shop that I have been to in Nashville still had some in stock. So I ordered enough that will last me through 2021. I think (laughs) Uh, they're so cheap. They're like, they're like $9 a box normally for a mm-hmm. hundred or 200 of them. I can't, I forget what it is, but they're, they're really cheap. And, uh, but Amazon has them for like $34 a box right now because there's a shortage of them. And that makes me very angry. So <laughs> I ordered from this local coffee shop because normally I would just walk over to my lo- local coffee shop and pick up a box and like get a bag of coffee one there, but I can't. So I ordered those and to get free shipping, I also picked up a bag of coffee from them. So this is Frothy nice. Monkey Roasting Co., which is in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And their their coffee shop is really cute uh, if you're ever in Nashville. And they like nice. make food and stuff and do baked goods too. So you can like get lunch there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I got this gratitude blend and you can write like I'm thankful for on it. So I thought it could be a, potentially a good gift for someone as well. Or I might just drink it and it has a little hand turkey and turkey we love (laughs) hand turkeys but it smells good it has notes of pecan cocoa and nutmeg so very nice and then i also got uh so frothy monkey another thing that they're really known for is they make all their own syrups for their lattes and stuff and they sell them on their website so i got a bottle of pecan flavored syrup to go in lattes and it's really good nice fancy fancy syrups yeah normally we just we do cafe meals for we have like a milk frother and stuff and we use an Mm -hmm. aeropress for this is a lot about my coffee habits that you don't need to know but we use an aeropress to make espresso because we don't have a whole espresso machine and uh dude just get a mocha yeah yeah but our normal thing that we do is honey and cinnamon which is a cafe Mm -hmm. meal and is really good in a latte but i just got this pecan syrup to do some like festive winter lattes very nice no like you don't need an espresso machine just get one of the little uh, italian mochas so yes i do know what you're talking about i researched that and the aeropress and i decided that the aeropress was actually better for us Hmm. do you know what the aeropress is it sounds familiar but i haven't drank coffee in a couple years i could go grab it but it's like a plastic tubey Mm -hmm. and there's like a like a grate on the bottom and you put the filter in there and then you put the mm-hmm. coffee in the tube and you put the water in and it sits for like literally 10 seconds and you stir it and then there's a plunger and you plunge the plunger down and it like suction pressure forces the water through the grounds and it makes it a strong espresso like substance it's not real espresso like how the mocha is not real espresso and basically uh, it seemed like this would be better for us because I can use my existing electric kettle for it and not need to like mm. heat the mocha up on the stove separately and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's easier to consistently get a good flavor of espresso with this than the mocha is a little bit more like trial and error to figure out what works best. Yeah, for sure. My husband is trying. He's like, They're really cute though. So I do, I do like, I was like, oh, but the mocha pot's cute. <laughs> it's very cute. We have two. We have a personal sized one and one for a, a really big one for a large, you know, we're serving espresso to a crowd. Mm-hmm. But my partner, he tried to make himself just a pot of coffee in the mocha using the big one. 
I'm like, I hear it like spluttering and I'm like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. (laughs) He's like, aren't you supposed to let it boil? How do you know it's done? I'm just like, please stop. Yeah. So they stop abusing my nice Italian things. The AeroPress is really nice. It's really cheap because it's just like plastic pieces and it's going to last for like ever. So, and you can't make- He normally just uses a French press. Yeah, I don't. So I used to use a French press before I got the Chemex, and I don't really like the French press anymore because it's like kind of like too muddy. Like the it can't mm-hmm. like get the. I don't know if we just have a crappy French press, but I it just like can't get enough of the grounds out, and it's kind of like gritty and too dark, and bleh, I don't like it. <laughs> coffee discourse on the fiber coven. Yes, this is now the fiber coffee pop podcast. <laughs> Only um, one of us drinks coffee. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you get? Uh, so other things I got is I did ship, ship. I shopped the uh, nitpicks big sale. Because I, um, my mom is turning an age. She's turning a age of a round number <laughs> this mm-hmm. year. And she has requested that she would really like a lace shawl knit by me. And she requested it super far in advance. And she does wear other shawls that I have made of hers. So she does, she can't have a shawl. She's on the knitworthy list. Um, mm-hmm. But I had bought some, I think, it, yeah, I bought Blue Moon Fiber Arts yarn. And my mom has a wool sensitivity. She would say a wool allergy, but I believe it is a wool sensitivity. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, so every everything wool, she says, is scratchy, even if it's like the nicest merino like most expensive, most lowest micron, whatever, highest micron, mm-hmm. whichever's the better one. And she, I bought 50% merino, 50% silk. And I was like, okay, this will be good. But she's like, she's really going hard on the no wool thing. So I bought 100% silk. Nice. That's very like, nice of you. If I knit the shawl and she doesn't wear it, well, so she wants it to wear against her skin because she wears her wool things I make her, but she wears them like over her clothes so they don't like touch her neck and stuff. She like pins mm-hmm. and drapes it over her shoulders. But so I bought this mm-hmm. so that she can wear it next to her skin. And I figured I would get it while it was on sale in the big sale. Mm-hmm. And this is Nitpicks Luminance Lace Weights. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the hand painted version of it. This color is called kind and mm-hmm. it is like a pink mall wow shiny but it's i mean it's 100 percent silk so it's real shiny it's very soft <laughs> but yeah so i will be making her a lace shawl with this silk gorgeous and i already have beads and this color is really similar to the color that i had bought um so the beads still matched everything um, I'll probably, I'll probably list the yarn that I had bought in my D stash because it's unlikely that I'm going to want to knit two giant lace weight pink shawls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll probably list it in my D stash and like maybe eventually there'll be a prize or something for whatever. Uh, but while that was happening, they also had Felici on sale for $3 a ball. So yes, I got two balls of Felici. Very cute. You gotta, gotta get that free shipping. Yes, that's why I got this. (laughs) And, uh, it's called Fiesta. So. It does look like Fiesta wear. 
it looks like fiesta wear yeah it's like a uh avocado green and a blue and uh like weird reddish pink purple mm-hmm. yeah and yellow and green so it's really cute i love it i thought they were cute and uh i also got a they i hit the like amount where you could pick out a free thing so i got a oh. free zipper bag nice olive green and it's a vegan leather zipper bag uh, so, aka not leather, <laughs> like mm-hmm. how vegan wool is not wool. <laughs> and uh, so, I will give this away as uh, one of the prizes for the knit along because. Hooray! Very nice. Yep. And then I have one more thing that I got, which is this giant box, which is my <gasps> Your advent. Calendar. I recognize the label. I don't really have anything to show, of course, because it is not December yet, but I do have my little bags of mini skeins with all their numberings on them. Uh, and goodness. I did get this from Earl Grey Fiberco. And then this is the uh, big skein for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited because Alice in Wonderland themed. So I'm excited to see what they look like. It's going to be fun. And uh, there is a big bag at the bottom that is just labeled Alice in Wonderland Extras. So I don't know when to open that one. On Christmas. Yeah, I think I'm going to peek inside of it on December 1st to make sure that they aren't, like, numbered at all inside. Mm. But I might wait till Christmas then. Or you could have somebody else peek inside. So it doesn't ruin any surprises. That's a good idea. I'm going to make Chad do it because I have, when we have traveled for Christmas in the past, I have made him open my advent calendars and put the contents in little pouches so that I can open them and we don't have to bring the whole advent calendar. (laughs) That's so funny. That's great. Dedicated to that. That's so fun. Yeah. So I'm excited. I have three advent calendars this year. I have that one, I have a Godiva chocolate one. That my mom sent me and I have a coffee pour over one that my aunt sent me. That'll be really fun. Yes. Oh, and I guess we should have put this in news, not here, but it's too late now. Uh, <laughs> I usually do Vlogmas. I do usually do Vlogmas, which is, I've done it for the past, I don't know, four years. That is where people on YouTube post a video every day throughout the month of December leading up to Christmas and just like doing a vlog showing what you're doing talking about festive holiday things and Mm -hmm. i will do that this year but i'm very busy with commission stuff so i'm not promising that it will be every day because Mm -hmm. if something is going to fall off that's the thing that's going to fall off uh but i will but i will definitely be doing at least some videos so uh follow kitty with a cupcake on youtube for that and and I open Everybody my advent calendars in that. Content. Yeah, so if you want to see what's in my advent calendar, I do videos of opening those. That's going to be fun. It's festive. I like watching other people's Vlogmas. And uh, people mm-hmm. do ask me every year if I'm going to do Vlogmas again. So it's like a lot of extra work in December, but I do it anyway because people like to watch them and I like to watch other people's. So It's funny because I like kind of step back from all of social media in the month of December. Like, uh, I'm just going to hermit it up now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. alas. 
Shall we talk about our occult corner this week now? Yes. You picked a really exciting topic. Tell us, Emily. Baba Yaga. (gasps) I love mythology. Yes. And like, I knew before doing my Google research yesterday that Baba Yaga was like a Slavic folklore character and she's like, the witch of Slavic folklore, but mm-hmm. like there's so much more. It's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah, Baba Yaga's pretty sweet. Um, I enjoy that uh her house walks around on chicken legs. That's sweet. That's <laughs> very cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's I would love to have a mobile house. Yeah, and I think that uh that has inspired lots of things in media. Like I think Howl's Moving Castle is straight up Baba Yaga's house. It's literally on chicken legs. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and it seems like there's a lot of cool mythology. She seems a very like um, morally neutral character. Like she's either going to help you or eat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's both. Uh, I mean, she is like true neutral in D and D alignment terms, right? She kind of just like is going to do whatever's best for her. So, are you sure she, she's not chaotic neutral? She, she might be chaotic neutral. Chaotic. She is a little chaotic. She does like just decide things on a whim sometimes. Yeah, definitely seems <laughs> sort of like an inspirational character. Like, I too would love to have a house on chicken feet and live in the woods and not be bothered by people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I looked up some etymology stuff and obviously baba is kind of like in old russian is like grandma or like a mom like maternal type word uh Mm -hmm. like babushka and like that kind of stuff uh and yaga Mm -hmm. doesn't really have any meaning from (laughs) what i could find like it is not agreed upon where that comes from at all uh so like the kind of slant rhyme i mean just Mm because it kind of like sounds like baba could be a thing uh but yeah I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't find anyone agreeing as to what that means but yeah and i saw some interesting stuff i don't know if it's more of like a modern twist on the folklore but how the the contrast of the baba yaga character is in the old woman that lives in the woods and may or may not help you with their kind of uh somewhat santa claus aligned character of their like helpful winter fatherly grandpa character the the contrast between that i found interesting Mm -hmm. yeah she has lots of like the same like stereotypical witch things that are in other european cultures like the grim fairy tale witch archetype the like mother shipton Mm -hmm. uh kind of british witch archetype where she has a very big nose and is like kind Mm -hmm. of a, a crone figure definitely flies around with a broom in tow Yes. Although yes. Baba Yaga flies around in a giant uh, mortar and has a giant pestle mm-hmm. for a rudder. And Which she sweeps sweet. away her tracks with her broom. Although, like, the idea of, like, a witch flying around in, like, a, um, a mortar, to me, that kind of is the same illusions as, like, Queen Mab flying around in the nutshell. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That just popped into my brain right now. Yeah, I can do that. Just, like, a little half bowl thing that carries like a sort of strange fey magical creature mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i did enjoy like all the all the mythology it makes like the old grim tales look like delightful by contrast <laughs> <laughs> 
Slavic folklore goes hard in the paint. Getting up to some dark stuff. I did enjoy, what was it? The It was essentially the Russian version of Cinderella. Like, that was a real, like, the synopsis of that one is, like, we have the Cinderella character who's, like, beautiful, and she has a wicked stepmother and two less attractive stepsisters, and they're trying to get rid of her. They're making her do all the chores. They send her to Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga also gives her chores, but, like, through the aid of magic, our beautiful heroine, a, a com the chores to Baba Yaga's satisfaction. And so she receives a lantern in a skull, <laughs> which is kind of cool. And she takes it back to her awful stepmother and two unattractive stepsisters, and it burns them to death. <laughs> and our heroine goes on and marries the czar. Like, Hooray! <laughs> happy ending? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, gotta love it. And that's Russian it. Cinderella. Yes, it's uh, it's very romantic. Burn your relatives to death with a skull. Magic skull lantern. Mm-hmm. And I like that Baba Yaga's property, although like I guess her property doesn't really make sense if her house moves around on chicken feet, but she has a fence of like pikes with skulls on them. Maybe the chicken great. feet can hop over the pikes with skulls on them yeah but like that kind of like having a fence of property kind of assumes that she's always returning to the same place with her chicken feet house well there's there's because there are so many versions of baba yaga there are lots of contradictions in the different versions like in some versions she is just one person but mm-hmm. in some versions, she is three. There are three Baba Yagas. And they, even in some versions, they are like the maiden, the mother, and the crone. That comes up in, I uh, kind of, an aspect of that comes up in American Gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I like. With the- that was the, and that was the initial, my initial introduction to Slavic folklore. It made me want to look more into it. Mm-hmm. I forgot that that is totally Baba Yaga-ish. Mm-hmm. And it, cause it did have the three, the three women aspect to it. Mm-hmm. That's another one of those great things, uh, the unifying things about mythology, like the, the Trinity of women. Mm-hmm. It comes up in every culture that and like the great flood comes up in almost every culture. Yeah, I th- I don't know this. I'm not sure if Miyazaki is like into Baba Yaga, but. Baba Yaga also super fits into some stuff that happens in Spirited Away. Um, hmm. The main villain, anti-hero main villain, uh, her name is Yubaba. Hmm. And she is, she has a huge nose and is like a magical witch. And she can turn into like a crow and fly and has like hmm. one chicken foot. And uh, she has a twin sister who is like the nice version of her and is super friendly and uh a lantern that hops around on a chicken foot like guides hmm. the hero to her home and yeah interesting doing some i also enjoyed that baba yaga supposedly has teeth of iron yeah love gotta, that gotta eat those bones somehow uh i baba yaga shows up in the magicians briefly which is fun in the last season? Mm-hmm. In, in I was season like, four. Like, when? No, the season you watched, season four. When? Uh, 
the Baba Yaga comes to collect rent on uh, that apart- that fancy apartment that they're in. Right. Because mm-hmm, the apartment belongs to the Baba Yaga. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. I remember now. Oh, the magicians. What a delightful show. But yeah. Did we have anything else to say about like Baba Yaga and how rad she is? I don't know. She's cool. I like that she 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 both suffers from the like sexism of folklore in that because she is an old woman there's like so much description of how like hideous she is and how her nose sticks to the ceiling and like whatever uh, mm-hmm. women are evil if they're not beautiful stuff. But mm-hmm. she is also benefits from that in that she gets to be a strong woman in folklore mm-hmm. because she is like beyond the like desirability of men, right? Yeah, she's fiercely independent, like no matter what. Like that is I guess that, that would make her a very non-typical woman. She's very independent and powerful, regardless of whether she's doing good or evil or neutral. Yeah. Stuff. Um, and she's a reoccurring character in Fables, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do remember that vaguely. Great graphic novel series, if anybody would like. Yep. It comes up because they reference folklore so much, so we've talked about it before. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, so Baba Yaga, uh, roaming Slavic witch, doing mysterious witch things. In her house, um, mm-hmm. on chicken feet. Mm-hmm. She might help you. She might eat you. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> Don't piss off Baba Yaga. Mm-mm. For sure. I think it's pretty much a good idea not to piss off random strangers you meet in forests in general. Yeah. You should just end. assume they're magical. And Don't they're... eat their cabbages. Don't eat their house. But my cabbages! <laughs> I was thinking about in the uh, traditional Rapunzel story. I believe it's cabbages that her parents steal from the witch, and that's why they lock, mm. lock in like the grim version. That's why she gets locked in the tower because her parents stole cabbages from the witch's garden, and the witch doesn't like that. Yeah, I wouldn't like it if somebody stole my cabbages. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Well, that's super cool. I really enjoyed learning about Baba Yaga a little bit this week. I really like art with Baba Yaga, like uh, the Creeping Moon, who is an artist on Etsy that has the Anima Mundi tarot deck, has drawn some cool versions of Baba Yaga's house that I like. Yeah, yeah, that is, it's very visually stunning, the idea of like a creepy witch house on chicken feet. It's just visually delightful. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So that was our occult corner for the week. And then we just have a teeny bit of shameless self-promotion from Emily. Yeah, which I've pretty much already done. Uh, I have a new pattern out. It's called Wicked Enchantress. And it uses one skein of worsted to Aran weight yarn. Uh, the retail price of the pattern is $7, but it's on sale for 20% off uh, through December 2nd. Uh, so Hooray. it's currently on sale if you're listening to this the day it comes out or even the day after it comes out. And, uh, yeah, so you can save 20%. That works in both Ravelry and PayHip. On Ravelry, you don't need a coupon code, but in PayHip, the coupon code to get the 20% off is right at the top of the description because I can't just put things on sale on that one. You have to put in some sort of a code. And you get two different lace borders in the pattern included. There's Delilah's Dots, which is kind of like a garter eyelet 
fun situation and that is the yellow version if you're looking at pictures of the pattern and the red version is Jezebel Jubilee which is a little bit more of a lace interest going on uh, if you don't just want to do like meshy kind of eyelets. There's uh, written and fully charted instructions for both lace patterns included so you if you don't read charts you don't need to read charts there's a written version. Very nice. And if you make one before the end of the year, enter it in for a prize. Hooray. And it is, I didn't say this at the top, it is, uh, my samples are knit in Spin Cycle uh, Dream State, which is their, uh, I think they call it Erin, but I would say it's more of a worsted uh, weight yarn. And it is the perfect amount to use just one skein. And those are small skeins. They're less than 100 grams uh, worth of yarn. They're only 150 yards per skein. And you can make a whole one from that, which is neat. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Uh, if you're looking for us around the internet, here's where you can find us. I, me, Lauren, I'm at Valkyrie underscore fibers on Instagram and Valkyrie fibers Tahoe on Etsy. Nice. And I, me, Emily, am (laughs) Kitty with a Cupcake on Ravelry and Instagram. And you can find all my links to my Ravelry and Payhip stuff on my Instagram link tree. Uh, And together, we are the Fiber Coven. And you can find us at FiberCoven.com to find all of our show notes. You can join our Patreon where you can get extra bonus content. We write sweet blogs about dryer balls and all sorts of things, plants, And you can watch me have a full-on like disassociative fangirl meltdown as well. Recent we, bonus content. We do have a special bonus content where <laughs> Lauren recorded herself watching the Supernatural finale and drinking a lot of gin and then talking about it after drinking a lot of gin. Pretty funny. <laughs> it is pretty funny. I, I don't even watch it. Supernatural and I found it amusing. Um, yes. So yeah. that's good stuff. You can also get video versions of this podcast on there. Yeah, and wherever you are watching or listening to us, we would be very thankful if you like it and you want to give us a good rating to do that. Give yeah. us a good rate and review. We would be eternally grateful. Yeah, it really helps us out to show more knitters that we are a podcast that exists if more people mm-hmm. rate and review us uh, because then the algorithm gods of the various podcasting apps will deem us worthy and share us to more people. Yes, please do. Mm-hmm. All righty. Thanks for hanging out with us. Until next week, we'll see you later and keep on making yarn magic, Coven. Bye. Bye.